Welcome to the Biz Times MKE podcast and our weekly debrief. I'm Arthur Thomas, managing editor at Biz Times Media, and I'm joined on this week's episode by Biz Times editor Andrew Wyland. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm fine. I, I do want to warn people that um, you know the the Milwaukee Air Show is coming up this weekend, and as I sit here in the third ward recording this. There are um, exercises going on to rehearse for that. I don't know if you can hear it or not, but the Blue Angels and others are like buzzing, buzzing our tower over here. <laughs> and uh, so it may affect the quality of, of my audio. So just an upfront warning, but it's pretty, ex- it's always an exciting, uh, ex- exciting to have that event back in Milwaukee. And it's always fun to be down here when they're getting ready for it and these incredible these incredible planes and you know, remarkable talent of the pilots that fly them. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to see, even though it shakes the building a little bit while we're trying to work. <laughs> yeah, I can confirm uh, from some of our calls earlier in the week that, uh, that we at least do pick up the audio um, on Microsoft Teams. So uh, we'll, if, we, if we come across that, we'll, uh, we'll work through it. But uh, it, like you said, exciting to have that uh, back in the city. Well, we'll uh, we'll dive in here um, to our Insider Story Spotlight. This is a chance for us to highlight some of the stories that are available only to BizTimes Insiders. If you, are, if you are already a BizTimes Insider, we really do appreciate that support. It helps make our work possible and supports what we do. If you're not an insider, please consider subscribing. The equivalent of $9 a month will get you unlimited access to all of the stories on our site, along with discounted admission to some of our events and other benefits. So, Andrew, what is your Insider Spotlight story this week? I'm picking a story we've followed for years in Sheboygan County. Um, Kohler Company has been trying to build another golf course. Of course, they have Black Wolf Run in Kohler. They have Whistling Straits. Uh, north of Sheboygan on, on the lakefront where the Ryder Cup was and where several PGA championships were held. Um, Black Wolf Run had the U.S. Women's Open twice. So these are world-class golf courses that the Kohler Company operates there, and they want to build another one. They've been trying for years uh, to build another one uh, on the very south side of city of Sheboygan, um, along again on along the lake, right near Kohler Andre State Park. They've been running into a number of legal challenges with it. They've been running into issues with the DNR, um, but there was a local group that was, you know, upset that the property is a it's a vacant property with a lot of trees on it, and uh, you know, again adjacent to a state park. So there are a lot of environmental concerns that have come up and some local opposition and legal challenges, and they've been struggling to get through all that. Um, There was a recent court ruling um, by the state Supreme Court that determined that one of these activists, this activist group, Friends of the Black River State Forest, lacked standing to challenge. um, It was an issue with the DNR over transferring land Um, kind of a land swap basically between the company and the state of Wisconsin, some, some land at the state park, Kohler Andre state park. So there was a lawsuit about the land swap. 
uh, state Supreme Court has ruled that this, this activist group doesn't have standing to challenge that. Um, so that sort of a, is a dead issue, presumably. But our story this week um, went through the litany of many other issues that this project still faces. So that, so while it was good news for Kohler Company to have this issue removed, there are several other hurdles it still has to clear to get this golf course built. So if anyone thought, hey, they won, a, they won this case at the state Supreme Court, they're going to start building this golf course, uh, they have a lot more to do and they have a lot more issues to get through and the story, the story details those. Yeah, certainly kind of walks through, um, untangles some of the the legal mess and the the, the kind of permitting process that, that lies ahead. So uh, check that story out. Uh, my Insider Story Spotlight this week focuses on Brown Deer-based Badger Meter, which had earn- its earnings call uh, this week, and its executives hinted at the possibility they may do be doing some work to expand uh, their production capacity. Uh, now, they didn't really go into a ton of detail in terms of what exactly that might mean. In fact, they explicitly said there is no concrete plan. We don't know what facility this might be. We're kind of, they were kind of just uh, giving their investors a heads up that they may be using more money than normal uh, to invest in in capital expansion. So uh, certainly, you know, good news for the company if they're in need of additional capacity. Um, and they do have two facilities in the Milwaukee area. One, their Brown Deer headquarters, 300,000 plus square feet, offices and manufacturing. They also have a facility in Mount Pleasant. Uh, and then a third one in Nogales, Mexico. Um, so whether that would, you know, be here or not um, remains to be seen, but certainly exciting news um, that they are potentially expanding. They've had a really strong demand. They're dealing with some of the same supply chain issues that a lot of people are, um, but they're, you know, they've had this, they've actually had a backlog of orders, which traditionally they didn't really have. It's kind of the point of they've had to talk about like, Hey, we have a backlog and, um, their orders keep growing and they keep keep going and they've they they make water utility or uh, water meters and when they've talked to water utilities about you know what would a recession mean if if that were to come at least from the utilities perspective it sounds like you know if there are choices to be made in budgets they they want to invest in some of the technology badger meters working on so uh good news for a southeastern wisconsin company yeah and hopefully it'll be good news for the region if it turns out there is growth here and, and, and additional jobs created here. So we'll we'll cross our fingers and hope that uh, that we see that expansion occur locally. Certainly. Well, we'll get to our big story of the week here in a few minutes. But before we do, I want to quickly highlight a few of our upcoming events we will have on August 25th at the Brookfield Conference Center. It'll be in the morning. It's our Women in Business Symposium. Um, This annual event uh, was previously part of our Biz Expo. It's kind of grown to the point that it needed its own um, space to be able to, you know, really do everything we'd like to do with it. So we have a great panel uh, with executives from U.S. Bank and WEC Energy Corporation and Kesmeric Enterprises. 
along with the Pink Bakery. Um, Kathy Thornton Bias from the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Milwaukee is going to be our moderator. Should be a great discussion there. We'll hear from Dr. Christine Farr, who recently retired as the president of Mount Mary University. She is going to be uh, recognized as our Women Woman Executive of the Year. She accomplished quite a bit during her tenure at Mount Mary, so it'll be exciting to hear from her. And then after that, we'll have breakout sessions on kind of career navigation. We'll have some on being an employer of choice, mental health uh, challenges or adding to your mental health toolbox and a few others. So it should be a great event. Um, We are also looking for nominations for our annual nonprofit excellence awards. Um, This is an annual program we do in the fall each year to highlight not only some of our region's nonprofits and the great work they do, but also the corporate contributions that many of our region's companies make to um, nonprofits in the area. But we need your help. Um, please do uh, check out the page for that event. Go to biztimes.com slash annual dash events. Find the nonprofit awards page and submit some nominations because we need your help to know um, all the great things that are happening in the community. Uh, we know a lot of it, but uh, we need you to uh, share some of those things with us. So please do consider checking that out. We'll turn now to our big story of the week. And Andrew, this one takes us to the city of Kenosha, um, right along I-94. News that the Menominee Menominee Indian Tribe is once again partnering with um, Hard Rock International in an effort to um, build an entertainment center and casino in Kenosha County. Um, The village of Bristol uh, owned about, about 60 acres of land that this week they agreed to sell um, to the tribe. Um, the land is actually in the city of Kenosha, but the village owns it. Uh, but they they agreed to sell it to the tribe um, or sell it to, to Hard Rock um, yep. for about $15 million. Um, and there's an announcement that the Hard Rock and uh, the Menominee tribe are going to try again to build a casino in Kenosha County. I say try again because there was an effort, uh, I guess, in the middle of the last decade um, to build an $810 million project that would have had about 2,700 slot machines, 100 table games, 24 poker games, and a 400,000 square foot building um, in Kenosha. This would have been on the former Dairyland Greyhound um, site. That site is now being um, redeveloped with some other uses. So this is a new site, um, but uh, a somewhat similar project, maybe a little bit smaller, I guess is the understanding. Well, half the uh, size, according half to the size. Ron Corn, the, the tribal chairman for the Menominee tribe. So, you know, I, I think you said it was like an $800 million development um, back in 2015. Um, you know, it's not a perfect uh calculation to just cut that figure in half because obviously there's inflation but they're they're looking at about half the size you know that project uh back then they were going to do a 400,000 square foot building it was going to have 2,700 slot machines 100 table games 24 poker games so you can kind of take those figures they haven't released any specifics for what they're going to do now but you take that those specifics from the project from 2015 cut those in half and that's about 
where they're what they're thinking about. Um, there's also going to be a hotel. There's also going to be a Hard Rock Cafe. There's also going to be a live music venue. Um, but as far as the casino being reduced, that's a result of other casinos being developed in the Chicago area. There's one in the works in Beloit. So there's more competition. And so they still want to do a, ca- a casino in Kenosha. And they're, they're trying again, but they're saying it'll be about half the size of what they had originally proposed. Certainly. Yeah. And we throw in on top of that, you know, the, the gambling landscape has just changed a lot since 2015 when the last proposal was in the works. I mean, in many States, including Illinois, uh, you know, sports gambling is legal and is done on mobile phones. And, you know, if you're interested in betting on a game, you can pull your phone out and, and put a wager in. Um, and there's, you know, some sports betting that's come to Wisconsin, but uh, it's not quite as pervasive. But um, you'd have to think that that influences it at least somewhat um, in terms of dollars that'd be available for gambling um, on this project. What else, Andrew, in your mind, should we be looking at as this kind of project we've got? Okay, the announcement's out there. Um, There was some news kind of that that this was a possibility as the the land sale was working its way through the the process. You could kind of put two and two together when, when Hard Rock was involved. Um, to think that a casino might be in the works, it's announced now. Where to from here? We don't. We, there's not right. a casino going up. Now, you know, groundbreaking isn't next week. Uh, that's a little bit of a process to go through, right? Right. I mean, as you said, we started to hear about the village selling this land, um, which is in the city of Kenosha, but owned by the village of Bristol, and there was immediate speculation since it was Hard Rock buying it that it would be another casino project and then officially it was announced this week that yes it is another casino project between the Menominee and a hard rock working together so now you know the question is okay is this actually going to happen because the last one didn't and you know when these to get these casinos built uh it's typically the approval process is extremely long and you know the way it works in Wisconsin you know, not anyone can just build a casino. Um, the casinos can only be operated legally by Native American tribes. And that was an opportunity that was open for them when gambling was first legalized in Wisconsin via state lottery and via, you know, paramutual, like the dog tracks. And that was legalized, I believe it was a state a statewide referendum then the tribes had the opportunity to build casinos on their reservations or to gain a site that would be put into trust and to be put into their jurisdiction, uh, which is a lengthy federal government process. So that's what Potawatomi did in Milwaukee. That's what I believe the Chunk is doing in Beloit. And that's what the Menominee was trying to do in Kenosha. And they went through a very, very, very long process and they got it approved by the federal government. They got it approved by local governments, but they also requires the approval of the governor, not the state legislature, just the governor. Governor either thumbs up or thumbs down on it. And in 2015, this came before Governor, then Governor Scott Walker, who decided no, he rejected the project. Um, I think part of the concern that he raised was a conflict with the Potawatomi's uh, facility in Milwaukee and kind of their 
their uh, sort of territorial rights on that. Um, and that was, I think, disputed. But that was Walker's decision. He felt there would be a potential legal battle with Potawatomi. Uh, so now it remains to be seen, you know, with a new administration, both at the federal and state level, how this approval process goes. I know um, Menominee's tribal chairman, Ron Korn, I spoke to him this week, and he said they're optimistic that this will be an expedited approval process because, um, you know, it's basically the same project, actually reduced in size, like I said, but otherwise, you know, it's basically the same project that was already approved back in 2015. So their thinking is it's just a different site that's the only main difference, and it's and it's smaller. Um, so they're thinking that we shouldn't take too long to just submit essentially the same project in the same town, and quickly get it approved. I think they're hoping to have you know in in a year or two to see the project um, approved and under construction. Remains to be seen, you know, if that's uh, if that in fact is going to happen, um, and then of course what's going to happen with you know, the, 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 our, our governor, what will our governor do with it? We have a governor election coming up and I'm sure it'll come up as a political issue. As far as I can tell, none of the candidates have really taken a stand. They're sort of withheld, they're withholding judgment, but um, you can bet the question is going to be asked, certainly in Kenosha County of candidates. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if, if they get a little more, to go a little more out there on their opinions on it. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to see. You know, how does Potawatomi react to this? Um, it could, you know, in, in the local community, I'm sure there are some who are going to be very excited to see a development like this occur. And there are others, gambling is controversial. So there are others who think it's not a good thing for the community. So there's probably going to be a lot of debate. So it's a, it's a big project with a lot to, uh, a lot to work through. Yeah, certainly. I think part of what the issue was back in in 2015, um, there was some concern around the state losing revenue. Um, so not just, you know, what Potawatomi had rights to, but also what that would mean for revenue the state made off of um, the gambling. So there's that that was kind of part of the consideration um, that went into it, or at least that was part of the justification. And as for the you know the candidates now, I mean, I, I can't imagine that it's a project you want to. It's going to be an interesting line to walk because until you're actually faced with making the decision, you probably don't want to be on record as being for or against. Um, for what you know, if it does come to be your decision, uh, having something out there previously probably opens up you know avenues for a legal challenge for whichever side uh, is opposite of, of where you come down. So that'd be something to consider, you know, as we get into this of right. how, where does this all sort out? Yeah. And uh, I mean, they have to negotiate these deals, you know, they, all these deals with, there's a revenue sharing basically with the state and with local governments. So you can understand why officials don't want to just lose their negotiating leverage and just say, yeah, I'm going to approve it or I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to, Hold their cards close to the vest. There you go, yeah, and uh, you go. and uh, you know, kind of see how it goes. But you also mentioned, um, you know, could 
approval of this affect the state's deal with the Potawatomi as far as their revenue sharing? And then does that deal get blown up and they'd have to kind of renegotiate it if now there's a casino in Kenosha? So there's a lot to consider. Yeah, definitely. And that's even before you think about typical development questions of, is this the best use for a piece of land for a site? Um, In my view, it's a lot better than a lot of the other development we get along the I-94 corridor, which is a lot of uh, industrial buildings and, and less exciting distribution centers distribution centers and things like that. So, uh, but those certainly, you know, create jobs and create tax base and all that. So. um, Yeah. It'd be interesting to see, you know, how it fits in with, you know, the, the entertainment offerings of Southeastern Wisconsin, if this is built, how does it affect business at Potawatomi? They're going to have a live music venue. Okay. We've talked on this, podcast a lot about the live music venues in Milwaukee and how competitive that landscape is and that there's attempts to build more there. Now we're going to have one in Kenosha too and how what kind of acts could hard rock attract to Kenosha to to a hard rock you know and of course hard rock is a very strong brand obviously and they have a lot of mm-hmm. connections in uh, the music industry so it would really be interesting to see who they could get to come perform in Kenosha. Um, so yeah a lot to uh A very interesting project to follow, that's for sure. Certainly is. And we will continue following it. But for now, we'll leave it there on the BizTimes MKE podcast and the weekly debrief. I think we made it through without too many Blue Angel interruptions. So Good, uh, because I'm still hearing them all left and right. (laughs) I'm sure they're flying everywhere, and it will be fun for everyone to check out the Air and Water Show this weekend. So... Uh, with that, Andrew, thank you for joining me on the podcast this week. Yeah. This is Dan Meyer with BizTimes Media. You've been listening to the BizTimes MKE podcast. For more business news and insights, be sure to go to biztimes.com and subscribe to any of our daily e-newsletters and our magazine, BizTimes Milwaukee.